Good evening, good evening, good evening. Everyone knows what that growl indicates. It's time for another KG Fifth Ward Wildcat and Doc podcast. Fellas, how are you? Doing well. We're not in New Orleans. We're in Houston, Texas today. Dr. Dad, how are you, sir? Coming back to podcast. Dr. Dad, how are you, sir? I'm doing well. For those who don't know, for those who don't follow Doc on Instagram or, or Twitter or, or Facebook, why am I referring to you, referring to you as Dr. Dad, sir? Yes, I just uh, had a son, Jacob Kenyatta Cavill II, a.k.a. Duke, the little professor, was born on 7-7-14 at 3-16 to my wife and I, Faith Washington, and Dira Mier, Washington Dad Cavill, I should say. Uh, proud parent of Duke. Congratulations, sir. Two ounces and 120 inches. Thank you. 20 I, inches. I was going to say 120. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wifey. <laughs> That's the problem, dude. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, it's a shame we don't have anything to talk about Friday evening on uh, today. Not today was a slow day in sports. You know, it was almost. It was really a slow day, a slow uh, week. The last couple of days. So, surely we we are kidding, Especially listeners. After Brazil, that beat oh. We're not going to talk about that. To say that toward the end of the podcast because something much more. Hopefully, they'll uh, they'll wake up and be ready for I the bar. I tried to slide in. Oh, the world cup, I mean, you know, yeah. no, no, no. I think it's kind of hard. Not, you know, tomorrow's gonna be interesting. Yeah, I, I don't whatever. Yeah. See, I, I don't. I whatever. I, I, I don't even. I don't even. I don't even. You know, whatever. 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 You know, let it go. Let all that, let all that <laughs> stuff go. Play on in the podcast. The what? Cup, I don't man. care. It's the World Cup. I know <laughs> it's the World Cup. All right, then. It's the World Cup. And the man is going. The man who's going to be today? in Brazil what's, what's for the, the World Cup Championship. What's the topic of today? Let me segue into all that stuff. What's, what's the topic of today? Would have been a beautiful segue, but yo, you're going to ramble on about all that kind of stuff. What's the topic of today? Going in my flow. The topic of today is King James is going home. That's the topic of today, as he told. Lee Jenkins of Sports as in, Illustrated. As in the song, I'm coming home. I'm coming home. I thought about playing uh, playing that, <laughs> putting you, it on you, on uh, my Twitter account. You, you can do that though. So, you know, you uh, do, you 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 produce. You, yeah, you produce well now. That. You you've you know, done some things. But I'm not gonna pay Ozzy no money <laughs> for putting it up there on on uh, on our podcast. You sure better get ready to so that. That's right. I'm not doing that. But uh, LeBron James it's announced via Sports seconds. Illustrated. That uh, he is returning to the Cleveland Cavaliers, and uh, and uh, like I said, kudos to Lee Jenkins of Sports Illustrated, a writer, a journalist, for getting the story done. Uh, this day and age, we have pseudo journalists and pseudo reporting that is run amok all over the world, really, in news, sports, politics, etc. But uh, LeBron, as told to Lee, Lee Jenkins earlier today, opens with his, in, with his letter. Quote, before anyone ever cared where I would play basketball, I was a kid from Northeast Ohio. It's where I walked. It's where I ran. It's where I cried. It's where I bled. It holds a special place in my heart. People there have seen me grow up. I sometimes feel like I'm their son. Their passion can be overwhelming, but it drives me. I want to give them hope when I can. I want to inspire them when I can. My relationship with Northeast Ohio is bigger than basketball. I didn't realize that four years ago. I do now. 
we can talk about a few different things. I know Doc has a different perspective perspective than some do. And share that with us, sir. You've been exchanging texts. First, let me say this. Get this out of the way. I love today. Today is why I love basketball. The the news flying back and forth throughout the NBA. I had got a rush tweeting and reading articles, reading comments about signings and, and big news and surprises to, to the uh, local 12 here in H-Town. They were shocked and taken aback and have to re shuffle their focus and their plan to get better for the 2014-2015 season. We'll, we'll discuss that shortly. But Doc, give me your thoughts and your take, your perspective on LeBron returning to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yes, I, I contend and I'm resolute in the fact that I believe that uh, LeBron James had the ability and the right to make uh, the decision he did. And obviously had the right to make a decision that makes him happy. But with that, I'll set this context up a little differently. And um, my concern was a, from a bigger picture. Uh, we've discussed this on podcasts before in terms of the framework that we see sports. Uh, we see the, the law and the uh, judgments that are going on in regards to the context of what takes place at the collegiate level. And then at the professional level, and again, I set this up in the context from the fact that we had a CBA that is new, that was based on the owners uh, closing the door on the players, a lockout, as we use the terminology, uh, because the players were having 50%, and they pushed them, put 57%, instead of correcting, and pushed them to 50 and this is behind something that uh, LeBron James was heavily voiceful in, in regards to that. And a lot of this, and one of the biggest voices out there for this was Dan Gilbert, you know, the owner of the Cavaliers. And a lot of that was based on uh, what he wanted to see for his team, the frustration he had with LeBron James creating his own, uh, what some people saw as a super team. I didn't necessarily have seen that. Because if you go back to some of the great days uh, of, the big push for the NBA taking the next leap, uh, leap of control in terms of television audience, if you will, were the great dynasties of the Lakers and the Celtics in the 70s, obviously, uh, up in the 80s when you talk about, and you look at how many Hall of Famers were on those teams, so you're talking about super teams at the time, and people kind of lose their sight of that. I see the NBA going more to the NFL model, which I know as a league that to some degree frustrates you in terms of what you see versus the skill of what's on with the NBA. But my biggest concern, to be frank with LeBron James, is the letter that was sent out by Dan Gilbert and the fact that it always seems that African Americans, black, black American, whichever terminology you want to use, uh, have, are the individuals that find a way to forgive, coalesce uh, to the situation and assimilate, concede uh, their framework. In a lot of ways, that's what I saw here, obviously. Um, so that was the frustrating part that I see in this uh, decision, especially with the backdrop that I've seen LeBron James being different than some of the megastars that happened in the past, going back 
what you've seen some of those that were in the movements of the 60s and the 70s taking a stand that was bigger than the individual and broader. And you've seen LeBron James do some of that, and I've talked about that from the lockout piece. Obviously, he was the first athlete to come out and talk about Donald Sterling. Uh, he's dealt with some other issues. Uh, and this kind of seems to me. One of the few superstars that they did. did that. And this kind of seems like a step back in a different direction when he did that. He empowered young people, uh, that he played with, made sure they were educated, set them up in a set position where they could become his agents, uh, and his marketing people. Talking about Maverick and Paul. So a lot of credit there. But that was the biggest major concern that I had is the fact that he went back. And obviously in his letter that you talked about earlier, some people say, well, he reconciled that. And obviously he did. And I'm not saying that he doesn't have the right to reconcile it the way he wants to. Uh, but it was odd to me that um, that was done behind closed doors in private. But the letter and acrimony that the letter stated was very ugly. And what I saw very close uh, to Donald Sterling's language, it was just in a written form, but very plantation-like. That the guy didn't do anything for him and coalesced. And essentially what I said, the owners have won. They have, and those owners that push to lower the salaries of athletes, making sure that they compress their salary with the cap. Uh, there was a report that out there that LeBron James was worth some $168 million a year, basically, for a franchise. And if not more. Gets, yeah, that's a bottom line figure. Yeah. And they're talking about he'll earn 20-some million dollars per year. So that lets you know the difference in terms of that. And Dan Gilbert, during the time that LeBron James, there are reports out there that he was generating like 600-some million dollars. And then when he left, he was down to like 300, high 200 million dollar range. So you look at the difference. And while he had the private conversation, he didn't think it was necessary for him to come out and say it publicly, which was again, a chance for the owners uh, in terms of the billionaire franchises to control the situation. And so that's where I'm frustrated. Okay, let me ask this question. Hold up, hold up. Doc has referenced the letter. Let me read from the letter. Okay. This four years ago from Dan Gilbert. Dear Cleveland, all of Northeast Ohio and Cleveland Cavalier supporters, wherever you may be tonight, as you now know, our former hero, who grew up in the very region that he deserted this evening, is no longer a Cleveland Cavalier. This was announced with a several-day narcissistic self-promotional build-up culminating with a national TV special of his quote-unquote decision, unlike anything we've ever quote-unquote witnessed, everything the uh, shoe apparel promotes, in the history of sports and probably the history of entertainment. Clearly, this is bitterly Bitterly disappointing to all of us. The good news is that is that the ownership team and the rest of the hardworking, loyal, and driven staff over here at your hometown Cavaliers have not betrayed you, nor never will betray you. There is so much more to tell you about the events of the recent past and our more than exciting future. Over the next several days and weeks, we will be communicating much of that to you. You simply don't deserve this kind of cowardly betrayal. You have given so much and deserve so much more. In the meantime, I want to make one statement to you tonight. Quote in bold in all caps. I personally guarantee 
that the Cleveland Cavaliers will win an NBA championship before the self-titled former king wins one. You can take it to the bank. Four years later, oops, four straight chips to the finals for the Heat, two rings for LeBron. And he was manifested in that letter because if you remember when uh, Miami lost to Dallas Mavericks, he celebrated the victory for Dallas. Quite a few people in Cleveland did. Right, but I'm saying I'm not dealing with the people because they're fans and fanatics for a reason. That's different to me from the framework. I'm talking about a player and ownership relationship directly, which is which is big, and somebody that you deal with business with that made these comments that you are generating millions of dollars with. So again, while I may not uh, like what fans do, it's a different framework for me, and so I can understand him coming back for the fans, but you're going to generate this man a lot of money. So then we just found out the letter wasn't taken down until a week ago. No, no, this week, two days, three, this week. From what I, let me, I, let me get my voice now together. From what I was told and what I understand from, from folks that I've talked to, it wasn't until 24 hours before they made the trade deal to move cap and that, uh, before they decided, to, before they made any attempt and all to take the letter off the website. It wasn't. That's good. my point. He went down to so, Miami last week. And the word is that he met Dan last week. So the point of how and why they did it, point is the letter was up there. It was supposed to be buried. They didn't have access to it, whatever. They had to get the NBA. And that's some stuff I think they just put out there to try to save some face. But my point is, is that this is a long standing. He even tweeted out today, I thought was kind of bold and, and weird to me in a lot of ways. He said, tweeted out that his son asked him, could he now wear a LeBron James shirt again? Right. And he's like, yes, son. So <laughs> he borrowed his son for where? But, but, so now let's now, get into. I'll tell you, you mentioned about the uh, the CBA and the contract and stuff. Apparently, <clears throat> baseball because that's Major League Baseball. No cap. Different framework. Different framework. But as far as accepting money, those players aren't allowed to accept less than what the market value is to to stabilize the teams. Salary structure, it's, it's, right? It's, they can only they can only take it a little less. But, so it, it, but to be it, it, fair, it, you know, you, you obviously, no, I understand. But I'm okay. saying this is that LeBron James, all of them took a little less, but it still would have been pretty much in the ballpark in terms of what you had in the uh, Major League Baseball in terms of percentage less. So it wasn't that much less. My framework that I'm saying is is that all the players' ceiling in terms of the length of their contract uh-huh. is now capped as well as the fact that the amount that they can earn on the overall and the yearly has been capped. And then you also have capped uh, what a team essentially can pay all its players. Some of the football is a cap. So Hard Yeah, cap. it's a hard cap. A very but, hard cap. Yeah, and so you penalize at a certain level, and then you actually almost double your penalty if you go over a certain more level. Well, Dan Gilbert was one of the owners – that was hard, fast to pushing him. So he's not only suppressed the value of the athletes, he suppressed the value of athletes having control to go where they want. So one of the issues you found out here, and this is where I say that this is going to be an interesting decision, and I'm not sure that people people are celebrating he's going home, uh, which is one framework, and, and, and I'm with that, but they're also assuming that he's going to win a championship. And my point is, is the same reason that got him frustrated in Miami 
in terms of what they are able to do under the cap rules, which has gotten gotten tighter now, is that he's going to have that same problem in Cleveland in terms of bringing in additional talent. And so I'll, I'll come back to in terms of how this team will be built and ask you some questions, but I know you wanted to ask. And, and LeBron said in his letter that he's not promising a championship. He knows how hard it is to deliver a championship, but he's going in a nutshell. He's going to do everything in his power to deliver a championship to the city of Cleveland and the northeastern Ohio area because it's been so long. For, right, and I think that's commendable. And if he gets it done, I mean, it'll be second to none in terms of doing that. But I think it's going to be very challenging and difficult to bring that championship because of the CBA agreement. You're just not going to be able to get the talent that you want. So they have a max player at point guard, Kyrie Irving. LeBron demanded throughout this process that he wanted max salary the Cavs were given that. Uh, rumors right. are they're trying and to work so out a trade. So probably to get a signing trade. Kevin Love. Miami, uh, or is well, well, based on the moves the Cavs made this week, they have the room to give LeBron the max deal without doing. But I'm saying trade. that means the, all I'm saying is I'm not saying they won't give him the max. Mm. I think he no, should no. get the max. But the point is, is he they have to give up something, whether it's picks, whatever. So again, the ability so to the, get the talent, Cavs, yeah, they got to give some of that up to Miami. Well, they've they've given up the other teams. I mean, they've. Sent the players to uh, Charlotte, New Orleans to free right. the cap space. Well, so it's it's up to the Cavs and the Heat if they want to agree to a sign and trade for LeBron to get a five year deal as opposed to a four year deal. Right. So we'll see. If right, and that's what I'm asking so, is know. if they do that, that means that some of the draft picks, some players possibly are going to go leave if they decide to do the sign and trade. If not, that saves them some money there. As you were just about to talk about, there's the talks out there with Love coming over. People are questioning in that. Yeah, great you get love, but does that mean that you're going to lose Wiggins? And when Wiggins' camp is saying that they've, for what it's worth, saying that we've been told that Andrew will not be traded as part of a love deal. Business is business, so we'll see how, how it yeah, all plays out. At the end out. of the day, the person that signed the check makes a deal. Right, and, and, and my point is I know those things are going to happen, but what I'm trying to get is the bigger picture is – how much talent can you put around him? At the end of the day, for teams to win, we just seen that even when Miami won, it was the depth they got. One of the reasons they struggled even more last year was the fact that they had to amnesty Mike Miller because they didn't want to do the luxury tax. The pay. Well, right. They didn't have to. Well, I'm, you know, but well, I'm saying because they didn't want to play the right. they tax. They, Mickey Harrison chose not to pay the tax. He had. Right. He has enough money. He could have done that if he wanted to. But that's the entire so, point that I'm making. Right. Is that oh, this yeah. This new CBA is capping what it's cap- Right. It's capping what owners are willing to do. So I'm interested to see. I, I, I hear where you're coming from. But in the terms of, for example, the Brooklyn Nets owner say, cap be damned. I'm paying whatever it is to, to acquire talent. Right. But so he's the only one. So there are owners who could choose to go that route. The majority are not doing that right. to maximize their profits. So I know where you're coming from as right. well. Which is which is my own point yes. that, that I'm making exactly, is that most owners are not doing it. Which gets me to a point that has been discussed a few days prior, you know, this week on Twitter, how fans, it's surprisingly surprising that fans, when it comes to their team, 
are all for socialism. When it comes to everybody else, they want capitalism. You know, the free market is all about this, that, and other. But no, I want, for my team to win a championship, I want everybody to take a little, you know, pay cut here and there for the betterment of the team. But if they want to sign a player from somebody else, we got to get maxed out. You got to pay the man. You can't have it both ways. Right. <laughs> you know, so, <laughs> I mean, that's how, that's how, yeah, you said fans are fanatics. You know, that fandom, and they don't, they don't, many fans have not been critical of owners and saying, well, you're a billionaire. Yeah. Just pay the tax. You can afford it. You, you raising prices on us and tickets and, and jerseys and memorabilia and all that other stuff. Why aren't you paying this tax instead of pocketing those tens, twenties, hundreds million dollars in profit? For example, as you said, as I talked about Van Gilbert getting $600 million yes. in terms of that year, it was reported that the Miami Heat had generated like $770 million. Mm-hmm. So the money was there. But the one thing I will say about Eric is the fact that he was one of the owners that voted against him. Correct. He did. He did say that. He w- he did not. Uh, he was not Dan Gilbert. Yeah, he right. voted against it. So from that point of point of it, he wanted to build his team with and pay whatever he thought was right. But once he said, if this is how we're going to operate, I think he is the type of guy that says, if this is the general rules, I'm going to play by the general rules. And let's get into other dominoes with LeBron making his decision to go to Cleveland. Rocket fans, Rocket Media, Houston Media, for a few hours were putting together and dreaming about Super Team and, it was, and it was Chris Boss, up the troops, you know, and, for a media and Maury We Trust and all well, these conference. different things I, and, and I, I, counting I, I, all kinds of chickens before they hatch. Chris, I sent you a text talking about this is a great move. You yep. quickly returned and said, not so fast, my friend. And Pat Riley said, I ain't losing everybody. I'm giving Chris Bosch a max five-year deal, the max amount of money for $118 million. And reports started spreading out that Chris Bosch was going to decide by the end of the, the day if between the Heat offer or the Rockets' four-year, not quite max dollars. And he never offer. really wanted to leave. And, and that, thank you, that's a good point as well. And Chris Bosch agreed to stay with the Heat. Now, let me say this. <clears throat> get your take on it. Get everybody's take on this. All this week, and I want to I'll say this as well. Tuesday, Tuesday morning, I uh, contacted a friend of mine, friend and colleague, friend, colleague, source, the same person who four years ago told me before the decision was televised, a day, actually, a day or two before the decision, that LeBron was going to the Heat, told me that LeBron was going to the Cavs. That was Tuesday of this week. So I'm not surprised about LeBron doing all this. I told some friends about it. I don't really, I'm not that big about putting, you know, sources told me this and that and the other. Right. Whatever. Right. So I, I knew about this Tuesday. But thinking all that, it never really occurred to me, and I, I even said it to myself and said it to some coworkers, that uh, Chris Bosch was going to come to the Rockets because Chris wasn't going to the, to the Cavs with LeBron. He wasn't going to stay in Miami. It never really occurred to me that, for some reason, my mind was shut to Pat Riley giving Chris Boss the max right. offer and deal to stay in Miami. I just figured, well, Chris is going to come to the Rockets and, you know, tandem Great with point. Harden. I think all of us will. Like but, but I'm going to tell you what, what was the strange thing in, in all of this. Dallas was quiet on him, on Chris Boss. Well, that, he had already, no, they looked at him, but he had already 
uh, leaked out that he wasn't coming home. Yeah, that he, he wasn't got Dirk and Tyson Chandler. Where was he going to play? Right. Then he wasn't. He wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't going to play in no four five. He, who was going? Yeah. He wasn't going to sit down Dirk. They weren't going to sit down. So once they made that trade for him for Chandler, that that pretty much squashed that deal. But this afternoon, Chris Boss stayed with the Heat. Rocket Nation. Oh no! Panic! What are we gonna do now? Oh my gosh! Oh no! Oh, I tell you what. Calm down. Daryl Moore gets paid big bucks for a reason. We gonna find we out. Got a backup plan we, B, plan C. He'll get something done. We gonna find out. And we, we we sure will. Because we are gonna find out really how good he is now. Because exactly. I think there's still a lot. It's still a, still a lot of solid players out there. But give me some gonna names. Pay less. Give me some names. Well, That's we know Ariza is not gonna come back. Do we? I would like to see him back. He's he's on their he's on their their list Radar. of people to contact. Stevens, I'd like to see Stevens. Who? Lance Stevenson? Yes. Crazy oh, as he is. Oh man! Defensively, though, let me throw my mic down. Let me throw my mic down and get up and leave. If he matures at next level, though, he he's very now, solid. That's, now that's true. So that, that's been the that, that's been the question right there. That big M. Don't that big M has been the question. The uh, skill level, I and, love him. And Luke, number, numbers-wise, I think, analytics-wise, I think he would be a more kind of player. I think he, he stuffs the stat sheet throughout. Noel Dane? He sounds like he's going to the heat. I, that's what I thought now, but I'm saying that would have been a person. And I think those are some names I put out there. But I think it's going to – I mean, the league is going to be really interesting. Because yeah. it's going to do exactly – what I'm frustrated about. It's going to spread the talent. And so that's why I think it's funny that so many people, uh, the general media, I should say, are putting out as if Cleveland is going to be far gone the ability to win the East. Now, my question to that is. I don't see that because you just see this power move with Miami Heat. Let's kind of break this down with Miami Heat. They're going to. They're gonna, now they can split that $20 million, 20-something, 20 million. Mm-hmm. They can split that between. So now they're going to get the depth because now they can go to some. They're gonna first ten million players. Dwayne Wade. They're gonna keep you down a thousand. Right. They'll probably give. Probably he's loyal to uh, Pat Riley and Spolstra. They're gonna toss Lou Aldang. Supposedly, when he's looking for a twelve million, twelve thirteen million starting salary. And I, last thing I saw from ESPN is Mark Stein that uh, he he spoke to someone and said Lou Aldang was looking at Miami. Miami, and Miami. Right. That was what I was, that's today. Right. What anybody else? Miami, Miami, right. Miami. So you replace, you know, it's, it's a step off. Lamar Dang is not LeBron James. He right. has, has not been able to stay healthy the last three or four seasons. Right. But upgraded point guard with whoever. Because Rio's gone. Mario Charmer is not probably, probably not coming back. But you never know. Right. Dwayne Wade, Lamar Dang, only way he'll come Chris back Boss, is if he takes less. Um, uh, Josh McRoberts, are they yep. going to sign from Charlotte? That's not a, that's not not a, bad, a bad team. Five, especially in the Eastern Conference. Thank you. So, Indiana's not going anywhere. No. And we With still haven't, we haven't talked about the Bulls are not Carmelo going. hasn't decided yet either. either. Yeah, the Bulls are going. go to the Bulls. And they say the Bulls' backup is Gasol. Nah. Which is going – the other part I have to throw in there is really going to frustrate everybody except Spurs fan. His other look is if yeah. it doesn't work out. Lately, the Spurs it's, it's are the front runners for <laughs> Paul Gasol. Yes. Now, my my question is, then, with all this parity and this, this podcast out of town, right now, this, 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 uh, this 
Will this change the end of the year structure of who makes it to the to the final? You know, with a team with a depth in the West, Western Conference still overshadow what's in the East. With the, yeah, on, on, yeah. The, on the immediate on the immediate horizon, not yeah, two years. No question. The best teams in the West in the NBA are still in the West. Yeah, and they they're not doing anything but probably getting better. Spurs getting better. Oklahoma City. As long as they got Durant and Westbrook, yeah. still be the and they're gonna get some depth, their, so they're yeah, gonna get depth, better. They'll get better. Clippers, Clippers, they're not losing much. They're gonna get better. Mavericks will be better. Portland, Golden State, be good. Still Golden be State, still there. Portland, really good. Rockets, gonna Rockets be good. won't fall off the map. Yeah. So we hope they're not gonna fall off. Why, they would, they they hold, why the, would they fall off the map? If they don't eat anybody. They still had the same team they had last year. Yeah, they need to show up their depth. Because they took a hit trading Jeremy Lin to the Lakers. That deal will be finalized once Jeremy Lin passes his physical. Should be That's Saturday. Yeah. Getting up, giving up uh, Leonard and a, their 2015 first round draft pick to the Lakers for that deal. And um, if uh, New York retains Melo, they're not. They're going to be in the mix. Brooklyn, I think. I think the one that's going to be interesting, Brooklyn, because it looks like they were going to trade away some of their folks. Now with this move, do they kind of stay packed and say, "Let's make a run at this again"? I would. I stand pat and make a run now. But uh, only because of uh, just what you all just talked about. The but, balance right. in the East. Yeah. I, I, stand, uh, I stand pat. Because while I, LeBron is ob- arguably, obviously, without arguing, is still the best player out there. But now you're talking about the talent around him uh, is young. So I think in the regular now, season, they're going to be very be- exciting. Gonna, it, but it, if it, they make that run in, they should probably find a way to get in the playoffs. No question about that. But when you get in the playoffs, Anything you know better than anybody. Right. It's a man's game. Now, and you talking about experience. You need experience in the playoffs. Yeah. Is the team that he has now capable of making a run at the team he was on that, that made it to the final? No. I mean, can they make the it Daniel to the Gibson team? Yeah, can they make it to the second Williams? round? Can they make it to the second round? Hold up. Now, make up your mind. Finals or second round? That's, a big, that's a big difference. Oh, well, that's you make it to the final. No. No. Okay. Not, not as not even, today. No. They had Kevin Love and possibly, but you said as of today. No. Yeah. Even with Kevin well, Love, right, I would argue that they can. I think with Kevin Love, they go. They they can make that or make make it to the final and compete. No. With Kevin Love, is that young team. You talking about Kevin Love? Kevin Love is still just what a third, fourth year player. Uh, he's probably going to his fifth year now. He should be. Yeah, because this is second contract, I think. Was that his second contract? Yeah, this is second contract for him. But still, I just don't see. I, and to make it to a final in the East, you need some experience. I don't care what division it is. Give me the last time you had a team that was young that made it deep into the playoffs. Oklahoma City. Yeah. And they made it from the West. Durant, Westbrook, and Hardy. Yeah. yeah. And they had three. And three stu- uh, they had three, three studs. studs. Yeah. You had it. was no. You couldn't zone them up. That's it. And Harden disappeared in the finals. Right. Just saying, Rocket fans. Hey, don't forget that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on, Doc. Let's move on. Let's move on. Y'all go down that road. He finna go down that road. He's had problems playing well in the playoffs. I'm just saying. He finna go down that road, Doc. He finna go down that road. I'm just saying. Kevin Love was 25. Oh yeah. Been what, in the league. What are the Lakers fans think right now? Been in the league six. You know what? That's interesting. Kevin Love's been in the league six seasons. Uh, 
because they got to be wondering what the heck going on. Now. They wait until twenty sixteen. That's, that's what Milwaukee does. You used to get right. Oh, they man, get Kevin Durant. <laughs> you got but to, let's be honest. Now, honest. No, let's now, be clear. Let's be clear. Now, 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 Jeremy Lin is not a bad player. Now, that's true. Okay, he's not as awful as we make him out to be. And playing with Kobe. So Jeremy Lin, Kobe, Nick Young is not a bad trio of guards. They re-signed Jordan Hill to a huge contract. Which I think is ridiculous. Two years, $18 million. He, he got, they've agreed to that. Years. Two years. All their players are going to be two-year contracts. Because <laughs> summer 2016, they're trying they to create as run. much for Kevin Durant. So the Lakers aren't, especially in the West, are not a playoff caliber team right now. They're going to be interesting. They should be fun to watch. And they're going to win, probably win more games than people really believe they will. This interesting. It's gonna be. This is gonna be. I the mean, most, it's not in, in a, Lakers you know, standard. It's been a while. It's gonna be a while. It's been a while. And so apparently, Melo going back to New York. I, That's what everybody wants to. I don't know what he's waiting on. I mean, I mean yeah. it's going with. Apparently, it's just Knicks or the Bulls. Hundred twenty-nine million dollars. Is one hundred twenty-nine million dollars. It is Bulls. Eighty. You know, eighty-eight, whatever. If they can free up the room, if they got a. Trade some folks and get you know, amnesty. Carlos Boozer's contract. They'll talk about this reason. I saw this before. That's where I was going. Sign a trade. Boozer to the Lakers was the one thing I heard discussed. So the Lakers will take anything right now, you know, because they can take the contract. You know, they can they have the, they have the capital. Right, they they, go they the gotta contract, have a team, and he could be gone. They can take the contract and be that's, gone. So they, that they is, love it right now, and that is a small benefit of the the new collective bargaining agreement. Is that teams are required to spend money? You know, I think it's ninety percent of uh, of the cap. They have to spend that. Talk with, so, the, talk with the good with the bad. So uh, you know that is part of that. And there had been a lot of that mentioning, uh, signing trades and all, and, and it's, it's basically been guys saying, "Hey, sign us for the money, taking it, and we running with it." You know, folks are making. We got it. Phoenix is knocking on the door in the West. They, too. They Phoenix, yeah, that's, be a, good. that's an expert. They did a signing trade today with Sacramento for Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, so, yeah, the West is serious. So, Isaiah, the deal, I think, is four years, $27 million. So, um, there, there is a sign of trade there. And, you know, discussion before, and we haven't really discussed this yet, with the Mavs offer sheet to Chandler Parsons, three years, $46 million, that was agreed upon early, early Thursday morning with Mark Cuban. Posted on social media. He, lo- he, he loves it. He loves it on social media. And uh, Taylor Parsons' mom posted also on a Twitter account pictures of her son and I like it. and how how Proud her her baby has made it, et cetera, et cetera. Because either way, Taylor's getting paid either, either by the Rockets yeah. or the Mavericks, one yeah. of those two. But before the Mavs submitted the offer sheet to the Rockets, sign and trade. Discussions awesome. were well going, were ongoing between Mavs and the Rockets, and those talks did not get very far. And the Mavs submitted the offer sheet to the Rockets. The Rockets are now on the clock and have until Sunday. I've heard various. This part I don't understand. I believe that once the team is received the offer sheet, they have 72 hours to match the offer. Based on is it business Twitter, hours or, or just hours? Seventy-two hours. Okay. Based on what Twitter was reporting, 
it ha that happened where I received the offer sheet Thursday afternoon. I saw that the Rockets had until Sunday at 11 p.m. Well, 72 hours is not from Thursday afternoon. That's Thursday night. So we'll see. Rockets have... That's when, I, I, that's when, I'm asking, that's when I asked that question about is it business still hours? 72 or, hours. I mean, still 72 hours. Okay. So, because somebody's gonna get caught with the caught with the pants down. Oh, they know. They know. Oh yeah, I mean yeah, that know. and the league knows all that. We're yeah. trying to figure that. That hasn't been confirmed by public yeah. knowledge. Because I saw an ESPN writer, excuse me, Doc. No. An ESPN writer said that in this day and age, that he said it on Thursday morning, that uh, the Mavs submitted NBA teams are allowed to submit the obviously via iPad. So the Rockets already have, already have these. Obviously, that was Thursday morning. And then later on, that was, I guess, not true. And it said Thursday afternoon. So, I mean, and I'll get in there Thursday night. So, so they're still using fax machines then or whatever. So we'll see. Sunday. NC2A does. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, the NLIs. Yeah. Sunday no, you're right. night, the Rockets have to decide if they're going to mask the offer. I think they're going to mask the offer, but I think they are still looking at wounds from Chris Boss staying with the Heat. What do you say? First of all, how can folks find you gentlemen on the internet? Oh, since I was reminded of it blindly the other the other night, uh last week, I forgot to mention my main uh uh outlet, uh YouTube, Twitter, blogger, uh Facebook and TweetDeck. You can find me the College Sports Report. And on Twitter and uh, Facebook, TweetDeck, you can find me at JL Woodley One. Yes, this is Dr. Kenyatta Cavill. Social media, you can find me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, Dr. Kenyatta Cavill, D R K E N Y A T T A C A V I L. That's D R K E N Y A T T A C A V I L. Uh, you can Hit me directly by email at kcaville at thd-agency.com. Uh, you can go to the website, thd-agency.com. You can listen to me on the radio, Ralph Cooper's Casey uh, uh, com. That's Sports Rap. You can hear some of my radio talk there. Obviously, you can hear me right here when you follow us on podcast. Say Casey Waits is 1230 a.m. as well on the radio dial also. Right. Yep. For those in the local area. And I am KG of the Houston Round Ball Review. Website is two websites. Uh, com as well as www.houstonroundballreview.com. I'm on Twitter at T-H-E-H-R-Review. Instagram and YouTube, Houston Round Ball Review. We have our KG Fifth Ward Wildcat and Doc uh, Facebook page. Thank you for those who are, are liking the page. Thank you for the handful of likes we got. Congratulating Doc on the new addition to the family, Deuce, Little Professor. We got that as well on thank the you. page. Uh, Reminder to those listening, thank you for sharing the, the links and the info about the podcast. We're available on iTunes, we're available on SoundCloud.com. We're growing. 
maybe not as quickly as we hope or want, but we are growing. We are getting, uh, we're still working on getting the sponsors for the podcast. Football, college football season is around the corner. Yes. My colleagues will be discussing, I think, attending some media days. Yes. And they'll bring you, bring you back knowledge and insight as only they can about football. Uh, oh, might as well talk about this briefly and get back into basketball and then ultimately the World Cup. My alma mater announced a uh, naming rights deal with uh, TDECU Stadium, Texas Dow Employees Credit Union. Credit Union. Yes, sir. A 10-year, $15 million deal was announced. Was that Tuesday? Tuesday of this yeah. week? Yeah. And uh, so that is a good thing. And there are nightlights. Indeed, at the football stadium. And on I, both sides, not the ones that were that they hadn't showed the stadium yet in full lit mode, but trust me, at night, the sky is it is a sight to see. And I, I am going to, I get to buy my tickets, football tickets, but I will buy my season tickets as a good U of H alum. Hint, hint, all my fellow alums out there, if you have not bought tickets, go ahead and do so. It's going to be a fun season this year. Coach Levine playing in the uh, is it back to the American or is it the AC? We got UCF coming off a of BCS Bowl. Wildcat, you you him and Hawn there. That's right. That's so right. I'm, I'm that's asking. Right. That's what it I, is. I hadn't talked to Coach Levine yet. I to, when I talked to Coach Levine, then I'll give my answer. And I'm scheduled <laughs> to talk to him within the next week or so. Sounds good. I look forward to that then as well. Okay. Before we get into the World Cup, as you said, I would like to give an HBCU update. Uh, unfortunately, for a good friend of mine, happens to be a brother of mine, Alpha Phi fraternity member, uh, that I happened to bring into the Alabama A&M chapter, uh, down there, Andre Payne was officially yes. announced as the head men's basketball coach of Mississippi Valley State University. Yeah. Just Unfortunately today. for him, uh, LeBron James decided to make his Wait a decision on the same I, day, I, I, so I, I'm I, not sure how many people... Got this word, so I thought I'd at least give him a little love. And, on the and I got I got that information from the swag office and uh, from the HBCU Digest. When you mentioned it, I just, now that you mentioned it, something else happened this morning too. His announcement this morning knocked everybody else off the clock. There were several congressmen that were making comments and in all interviews scheduled on the Fox. Who's announcing? Uh. Uh, when LeBron uh, James. James made his announcement this morning on Fox, you know how they are: CNN, Bloomberg, and the uh, uh, Financial News. Uh, every last one of them, boom, got dropped off. Breaking news! Breaking news! And they went for fifteen to twenty minutes. I was like, "That's them." Oh yeah. News segments deciding that the sports news of LeBron James Dang. making a decision. That tells you how far we've come. That tells you how far we've come. I don't and, know if that's a good thing or and, a bad and, thing. And the only reason I say that is because it tells you how much but new right. information has has gotten to in the moment reporting. It tells you how powerful LeBron James and his brand right. is. That's right. what that's what they say. Which, from this perspective, I would say it is truly news, as we talked about earlier at the beginning, is the financial stake, and that's why I said ultimately the owners and Dan Gilbert are the bigger winners in this decision. And from that standpoint, it is news, the financial stake that, 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 uh, and let's, let's, let's piggyback off that before we get into the World Cup. We're going to talk about that. <clears throat> the, uh, collective bargaining agreement is up for, dis- 
can be reopened, I believe, for the 2016-2017 season. Um, and the writers and colleagues have already just put out the last two weeks how the owners just brutalized and just crushed the players in negotiations in the in this current agreement. <clears throat> um, the NBA Play Association does not have a uh, executive director yet, but information has started coming out. Came out last week to encouraging the players to put into their contracts that they get paid over 18 months rather than 12 months for that season leading up to where the negotiations are expecting basically to ask the players to prepare for a lockout. Right. So that's on the horizon. I hate to be a killjoy on this great NBA day and great day in so sports. So you think the owners will lock them out again? Hey. They're going to have to now because of, cause what you just said what you just stated earlier about the, the players deciding to take less money and moving moving around the league and all that. Well, no, that was only a one-time deal. Nobody's now, taking less money now. They're, they're starting Tim Duncan down. and Dirk take well, less money. You know, too, right. too, too many guys now are starting to accept getting together as a group and taking... But why would the owners lock them out for them? Because now the owners, the mindset will be, okay, if they are deciding to go, you know, that route, get together and all, and put a put a team together, get a championship, and not accept the money, maybe we don't need to offer money. In the 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 cut the settlement. Oh no, no, I'll I'll say it like this: the owners say, hey, we got them to bend and break, and accept fifty percent. In this agreement, let's see if we can, we can get them to bend and break. Forty five, go to forty five, forty five. How low will they go? That's what that's what you know. That's where we can go. That they continue on to push the issue. And the and, NBA, and let me announce. What's the what's the, the uh, you had given out the uh, what what the uh, limit was set this year? Thank you. I'm getting right to that. Okay. Thank you. There you go. Thank you very much. Smooth segue there. NBA announced that the salary cap is increased by seven point five percent. Meaning? To an all-time high of $63.065 million for the 2014-15 season. And nobody The tax money. level for the 2014-15 season increased by 7.1% to $76.829 million, million. The cap and tax level went into effect at 11.01 p.m. Wednesday, July 9th, when the league's moratorium period ended and teams can begin to sign free agents and make trades. The minimum team salary, which is set at 90% of the salary cap, is $56.759 million for this upcoming season. The current CBA provides for three different mid-level exceptions depending on a team salary level. I'll give you all that information, but there we go. It was expected that the cap would would increase by $5 million to $63 million, so that, that happened. Another reason why I think the owners may lock out the players is the TV rights deal will be up right around that same time. Yeah. Uh, TNT or Turner Sports and Fox Sports and ESPN are expected to get into a bidding war for a huge TV rights deal. So we'll see. They don't want to split it anymore. We're well, going to try well, to take the whole thing? We'll see. You have NBC Sports out there too, so CBS NBC, Sports. So well, I agree with you that. We'll see if NBC has has enough money to get into the you know running to make a huge offer. If end up with maybe that's a one night a week game of the week kind of I'll thing. I'll tell you the one that's you know, so We'll ha- see. You know who has the money? 
that means Fox? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, Fox it's going to be interesting. They, they tied to sit on the side now. They tied to sit on the sideline. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see. So they, be, they grow up the football. NBA. Like I said, they tied. So the owners are expecting a windfall from I those was, TV negotiations. I was hoping that the players would strike. They don't even have to. See, that's that's and what I, I was they wondering. They may not understand that part of it yet. Well, uh, I think it's a good thing if they want establishment play to renegotiate. Because now they can frame it in a different perspective. Both they sides. don't look negative because they're not doing the strike. So if they're going to lock out for them, it doesn't matter who closes the door. They just want to close the door because they want the, discuss- the discussion to take place. It's just hoping that they are prepared. As you said, that 18 months uh, hopefully will prepare them in a situation where they won't be as necessary in terms of needing income. Because both sides can um, decide to open up negotiations. Players side and owner side. Each side has the, the option. That's right. To uh, return to the to the bargaining Final table. Another question I want to ask on as you're breaking this all down, which is still framework. Can LeBron get players to come to Cleveland? Big time players. Big time? You know, so you're just counting Mike Miller and Ray Allen? Because those two guys are reportedly coming. Now, you talk about somebody on deal. Kevin Love to the level of Right. That's a good question. He wasn't I'm before. About, I'm talking about all-star players. That's what I'm saying, Mike. He, he wasn't. He, let's was, put it that way. Let's yeah. say all-star type players. Okay. Which is Kevin Love better. I don't one of the reasons, you got to remember, one of the reasons he left. Yeah, right, because he couldn't get one of those he guys. He couldn't get, he couldn't really get, they couldn't mm-hmm. convince players to play there and they were trying to do it and they right. were making bad deals. But part of that is you couldn't get folks to come to Cleveland. Come to Cleveland. And I think it's still there. I think that mindset is still there. What do you think? I agree. I, I do think it's, it's there because let's look at it as bringing home. Houston is having a problem attracting uh, top-notch and, free agents. Yeah. And Vegas Houston is having a problem. And that's a... Now, Cleveland is, too. And I, I think that's, I I think that's a bigger a question today. Well, if you think about it, it's the state of Texas. Dallas I mean, is having problems, too. Yes, the Spurs aren't, though. And that, that and that's what... Well, the, I think they have, Spurs they have a is a little different. different things, yeah, yeah, it's a little different from that. Because they really haven't lured big time players, but they had needed to either. Right, that's why my point is they hadn't lured them there. They've had players that develop under the system that they draft or whatever, are brought in, and then all of a sudden they become all star players. And that's a smaller market than here. I mean, it's a bigger, it's a bigger well, market. It's, it's, but, it's, but, 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 but my thing is bringing them in. I'm talking about the state of Texas. This is totally different because we agree that they have all stars, but all they all stars are players that were. Pretty much brought up through the system. Yeah. They weren't any big free agents that they landed, so they haven't yeah. been able to do that. And I think that's a that's a burning question that needs to be answered. Right, and one I put on the table: What are your top three day one since transaction basically started place today? Who are the big three winners today? In free in free agency, yes, just teams or players. Team, Cleveland, without a doubt. LeBron and Kyrie. Uh, top of my head, not the Rockets. Spurs get Pau Gasol. Spurs. But you're saying today. Today. Big three today. Wow. Well, 
Well, let's make it easy. Big two. One or two. Because mm. Dirk officially has to sign. Yeah. Sign, yeah. Can no. have, you, can, uh, you can say Dirk because he's going to sign. Because all they do is it stabilizes. Because right, right now they have Taylor Parsons. Yeah. Who's the big two lose? Right now. The biggest loser? Rockets. Rockets. They they number one they number one on the list because they don't have Taylor Park number two and they don't have Chris Bosh <laughs> so and it, everything that they went they went after they 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 were they lost it all. I'm a and I'm a I'm wonder if you agree with this. Bigger winner, as you say, Cleveland, mm-hmm. Miami. Bigger loser, Miami. Well, well, Miami's a winner because they get Houston. They getting Chris Bosh back. Right. So so yeah, I, I can go along so with I'm that because. A few hours ago, many people in media were declaring he dead, and and I mean just dead. This season dead. The season's over before it starts. Cleveland, is, I mean the Heat is starting to rebuild. What can they do? But they got Boss to stay, so they are beyond life support. They're alive. Well, the podcast will update that question. We'll have different transactions. Well, apparently, so we'll Pat Riley goes. does have it. You know, did have an understanding and and have it handled enough to. Well, he wouldn't lose. He wasn't intending on losing everybody. He knew he was going to probably lose one, but yeah. well, no, because apparently the Heat organization was blindsided by LeBron choosing Cleveland. They were they were shocked and stunned. They recovered quickly to get Chris Bosh. And keep in mind, right. everybody, well, not everybody, but Chris Bosh said if LeBron stays with the Heat, I'm staying. If LeBron goes to Cleveland, I'm going to the Rockets. So, I think the Heat quickly recovered once LeBron chose the Cavs yeah. to get Chris Bosh to come to get Chris Bosh to stay, and that's why I call him one of the big winners. So that's you know kudos to Pat Riley on that one. Um, we you discussed see, it earlier. He got gray, he got gray hair on uh, with a little wisdom when I was still still sitting there. Because also a week ago, it was all about LeBron getting the max deal from the Heat. And that D Wade and Chris Bosh were not getting max money. Right. That, yeah. was, that was the news then. That's that was right. coming out by a whole bunch of outlets. And yet today, Chris Bosh was offered max. a five year, 118 max deal from the Heat. He will be the highest paid player in the league. Next year. In the, in the whole league? Yes, he'll make more than LeBron. Wow. That'll be interesting. Oh, you know the team we didn't bring up it, 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 uh, as far as. So he, with a, with a ex, another X factor free agent situation is Oklahoma City. <laughs> I still say they got a good shot at getting Gasol. Like I said, next podcast we'll redo I, it. And I, I thought it was that, a good that, that shot has apparently closed. Not, won't say closed. No, no, it's going no. down. It's declined. I, you're right. Last week it was Simmer pretty high. Was, I put it Hell, last Simmer. podcast I thought Powell was going to go to the Heat, and I said that, and I don't think that's going. I don't think it's going to happen. So you, is, is San Antonio still in office? Right now, oh no, right now. They're the leading. They're the leading. They're first in line. It's going to be an interesting Western Conference. Good. Which is interesting to me because whose minutes will Powell take with the Spurs? Like I said, it's going to be an interesting. I mean, I'm figure that. No, I'm asking y'all. I'm asking y'all. I'm throwing <laughs> it out there. Like, well, I think he's going to split it. I think uh, Pop is seeing that he'll make he'll reduce much. Tim Duncan's minutes. Right. That's first. Okay. That'll be the first thing. And, and then Duncan will be fine with it. 
and and uh, who, who? And then it's going to change his lineup because now Paul can play center. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't, well, so he'll shave but y'all go splitter was played pretty well in, in the finals. Right, and but he'll just button. shave him off a little bit. <laughs> so and and which will make sure that they keep him healthy. The other thing is too now. That's what he's looking at. Is you know a lot of guys will take more time. If you if, if bigger guys thought they were taking a lot of time off before, they'll really take time off now because you can play. You still can play Casal. 20, uh, 20, the 20 minutes, the 25 minutes a half what on, I on a regular basis. What I think is interesting is you have this in. true international team in San Antonio. That, I, that I, agree. Really I, 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 I agree. And I agree. That I understand some things. I don't know. I don't say what they understand because I don't want to be little American. But I think it. No, it, I'm it talking about as a group, they, that unit, they understand. from a different framework because of where they come from in terms of. Not only the style of play, but in terms of their financial disposition. Oh, now, now, now that they have a a larger understanding of what it of economically what it all means and all. This. No, I think it's not what they. I think it's just that they have a disposition in terms of financial wealth, and I don't think they, for whatever reason, their need for financial mm-hmm. wealth. And I think if you think about it, it makes sense. America is. The biggest capitalistic thing, and we push that as a society that more money is good. And so, I think international players from San Antonio work in San Antonio's favor that they have a different framework in terms of it, which goes back to your original issue with the lockout in terms of the, that a lot of the league is not comfortable with that because now it's setting them up for success. It's working against. Yeah. The theory they tried to create, and they tried to create it in terms of super team because they were taking all the money. Now you have a super team forming because these folks are taking the low market value. And let's let's add this take on it. If Pagasol goes to the Spurs, the money probably would be the same that he would have gotten with, with Memphis to play with his brother, hmm. and yet he would choose to go to the Spurs. Interesting, I think. That is interesting. So, yet another thing to look for in the upcoming podcast. Now we can get into the global game. 7-1. Yes, let's talk about. Dude, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to be honest with you. That was painful. To to watch the first three, I was like, okay. And then it was like, this is not happening. Here's a goal four, then five. And you, it, you still in the first half, and there's no stopping. Folks are steady moving, game is still moving, clock still running, and all you're doing is hoping you just finish without anybody else getting hurt. That's where I, that, that, that was the only thing on my mind. I was like, Germany scored four goals in 19 minutes, and it takes at least a minimum of what two minutes to to to, to get rid of between separate celebration. Getting the ball back out the center and getting everybody set up and then starting the next play. Am, am I almost that, that amount of time? You know, roughly. I, I that's really how I don't put it on, and that's a clock what, on it, but when it you shows look you. At it, when you start adding up the time and all in between goals, you know, when you start adding up time on that, on that yeah, level, had that, that, that that's, had four goals in less than 25 minutes. That is putting some time on the clock and just getting things done quickly. It shows two things, I, I believe. A, Germany played. Efficient. Tremendous, efficient, yes, 
and they capitalized on Brazil's mistakes. Brazil just got sloppy with the ball, sloppy with the ball, yeah. stopped playing defense, stopped giving a damn about defense at all. I mean, they just they okay. weren't supposed to Sp- they were nine, play uh, at all. Uh, Silva, do you think with him being out on the, on the suspension, that killed their mid their their, their, their mid defense? No question about it. That they they they, were, they had nobody. They, to, that, they didn't nothing. But the, the biggest thing it was not just that he left. Is they had to switch their defensive players and and positions, and obviously what they did did not work. I mean that's an understatement, but he was a major factor in terms of what was going on. But it also uh, told me in a lot of ways that Brazil is not the Brazil, and most of us knew it, but we didn't really say it. Brazil is not the same Brazil team uh, that won the previous. Cups that we looked about when uh-huh. we were playing it. I mean, I don't even talk about Pavey, obviously. That's a whole different era. Right. But just the, the re- recent. They they were not that player. They had one major player on the offensive side, and now, as we look at it, they had one major player on the defensive side. Two stars down. You lose Neymar no to mercy. injury. The silver, as you said, to the card. And boom. It went like that, and after the second goal, I think they were just devastated. You also got to remember, this is the team that a lot of the Brazilian stars of the past was critical about because they were so passionate in terms of how they played the game, and they saw it almost in a negative way in terms of them crying after they would get a win or a close game, Mm -hmm. the fact that they brought in a sports psychologist. So Mm -hmm. the mental framework. And I wonder how much of that is that soccer itself has become so much international. And a lot of those Brazilian players are leaving the country. And playing the uh, Premier Leagues. Yeah, in the, than they ever did in the past. Yeah, I got you. And so how has that affected the quality of soccer in Brazil? And and therefore, you know, the brand of play at the youth level. So I wonder how far back is that? To give credit to Germany even more, Germany had this thing. They, yeah, they, was it? About ten years ago, they yeah, rebuilt they, they everything. Were, they, they were at the, they decided at the bottom they were of the, go of the to band. the youth leagues and rebuild the brand of soccer and what they were going to do with this United German soccer brand. And they've been inching towards this, and they've done everything. Now they got to capitalize because they've won, you know, like thirty some of the last forty some games, mm-hmm. um, but they haven't had the success, and part of that was because of Spain and its run, but Germany needs this win to close it. But the biggest thing out there for the Brazilian fans is the fact that their arch rival, Argentina, has a chance to raise the cup and in that, their backyard. And that was, that was just poor. Immense salt. On the wound. Open, no, already open wounds. Hydrochloric acid <laughs> yes. in the wounds of the Brazilian fans. And uh, it, it, I'll, I'll go ahead and say this. I'm not a, embarrassed to say it. I have a friend of mine who lives in Brazil. A Facebook friend, I should say. And during the match, you know, I was chatting with her. And I'll, I'll add this more. You can think of me what you will. I'm not ashamed. Uh, I, we use translator to communicate. Because she doesn't speak English, and I don't speak Portuguese, so she types a little bit. I translate it back, and then I respond back, translate it, and send it back to her. So during, sweet, 
It's a high tech world, Doc. It's a high tech world. <laughs> we've covered we've covered a long way in translator. Yes. <laughs> yes. In late twenty ten translator, we've come a long way. So while it's going, because I, I before the match began, I sent her a message. I said, "Good luck," and so she thanked me. And match began. One nothing. Excuse me. One nil. Sent a message. You okay? Then two. Then three. Then four. And she she started sending back the emoticons, tears running down her face, <laughs> and everything. She was devastated. She told me, "Well, I'm like." She felt bad for her country, and she felt bad for her mom. She, um, she was. He told me point blank. She's like, I'm devastated. I, I just, I turned it off. Second after turned it off, she couldn't watch it anymore. But to her credit, bless her, she said, but I still love Brazil. I still love my country, but this hurts. So Saturday, the sem- the uh, consolation side, uh, will be Brazil versus the Netherlands. The Netherlands. To me, that would be the most interesting game of the weekend. Because only, only because will Brazil throw your pride? That's my question. Will you st- at at what point during the game, during the match rather, that you will step up and say, you know what, we got a match going on. Let's get this. You know, let's wake up and just go. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't see it's the biggest issue. I, I still got to get a championship game between us. That's the biggest, but. I do think as a constellation game that that is a huge one to watch. You do get silver back in terms of defensive side. So what will that do? Netherlands, Netherlands was playing very well. That was the first match they actually lost the whole tournament. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're playing some good soccer. Their head is going to be high. They're going to want to hold up, you know, get in at the third place. So they're not going to feel rejected. So they're going to come in playing the game seriously. Uh, so for a third match game, you have two teams that really want to win. So I think from that framework, it should be interesting. Well, it looks like you would think Brazil wants to win, but it'll be interesting if you say how would it come back, which is even a bigger question. Uh, and, but you know, when you look at the Argentina Germany game, that, that matchup with the midfield position uh, in terms of close and what they're going to do on the offensive yeah. side of the goal. With, with the attack got, from the middle, or would you be attacking from the wing? But you have one of the best players, if not the best player playing in the game, yeah. for Argentina. Messi, 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 and so he has a chance. Messi can be Messi now. Yeah, and he, he has a chance he, he, to find a way to beat Germany. And remember, this is a big one. This is the third matchup. Both of they played in two previous in split championships four years apart. Mm-hmm. So these people don't like each other <laughs> in terms of world powers and from that framework. So somebody, uh, Germany has a chance to add that uh, fourth star, while Argentina has a chance. To add the third star and equal what Germany does. So it'll be very fascinating in terms of this. And Messi has a chance to put his name in, in closing the window at the Argentina lower. And some people say that he's probably going to retire from playing uh, with the national team. Uh, he may not be coming back in the next four years. There's some rumor out there about that. So it'll be interesting to see if that's actually true or just something that was wildly put out there. Do y'all agree that Germany is a favorite? Right now, yeah. Yeah, I think I think you have to say yeah. Germany's the favorite. And that's only because... But I don't think it's a big, big favorite. Yeah, it's not a, a lot big game. Yeah. I, I tell you what... Uh, I you... think the back end of Argentina yeah. is a lot stronger than a lot of people give them credit for. Because they play in South America, a lot of times people are fascinated by the offensive side of the ball in South America, which should be respected. Uh, but like the Brazilian teams of the past is one of the reasons that I, I struggle with this Brazilian team. 
people were so fascinated with what the Brazilians could do in the midfield in terms of the footwork and obviously how they finished with the offensive players. Uh, but when they were winning championships, they had some struck strong defensive players at that level that continue to get it done. And that reminds me of Argentina when they won their championship and what they have Argentina now. So I think that's going to be interesting. Obviously, you do have a weakness with Germany. Their back line is not very strong. No, no. And the Americans proved that. Improved play. Uh, oh, the other thing, which was... So after, with that, since y'all going with Germany, to make this interesting, yeah. I'm going to go with Argentina. Okay, I, I, I go with that. Uh, have you... When was the last time you, you, you seen a coach make a change with uh, the, the uh, keeper and penalty? Penalty time, stop it, without, uh, uh, and, and the keeper didn't play the, the first 90 minutes. Because that surprised me. That, 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 that I, was I listened, I listened to it, the PKs on the radio, and that was new to me. I don't follow the sport enough okay. to right. have a point of reference, but it surprised the hell out of me that that, that decision was made. Um, hell, you tell me. If you have an what? answer... You know, because I can't think of any. The coaches here in the area now, uh, I wasn't able to get to her. I normally uh, get to give me a con- con- uh, comment or whatever. But he said, if the, you do it, but in that on when you're late in the season and in a situation like that, he's never seen it done before. That's something that you kind of like try early on uh, when you're in group play. And you, and you searching for for who can help you down, you know once you get out of that and into the the uh, 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 knockout round, and all he could say was, "Hey, it worked." And hopefully, you know, you don't you don't want to rely on that, but for that one day and for that one match, it all worked out for him. And he's he's kind of hoping he says, you know, if he makes that chance, makes that uh, decision again. Guy may come through for him. What are your thoughts on, and we're getting Doc's thoughts on this as well, on World Cup matches ending or going, I still being decided on, on penalty kicks? I still love them. Yeah, I think, I, it, I think it's a I, stunning I way. I think it's a difficult way to lose, but I think it's a great way to win. I think uh, you can't just keep games playing forever. Right. Uh, because of the television component of it. Right. Uh, let's be real about that. There has to be some termination point. And so while that, I think it may not be, quote unquote, the best way, but I think for everything it brings to the table, yeah. I think it, I can't mean, lose, it, it, it can't be that one on one situation. Well, the, the, the passion and the, you know, how emotional you get from each kick and how yeah. it builds up. Because it's either so I like a cheer, it. I like it. Or a cry. I'll, I'll put it that way. I like it. I'm glad y'all say that because I don't. So that's good. You don't like hockey either, do you? I love hockey. Well, then, what's the difference between that and the shootout? Stanley Cup is not decided by a shootout. When you, when, when you, no, it's you, not. That's not no, yeah, you Stanley play Cup, until you, you score. play until somebody scores. Sudden death. Well, my bad, then. Sudden death. That's what you I like. Team, oh, yeah, I'm a Red Wings fan until I die. No doubt about that. Other thing, soccer, before we close out, we got to. Go back to Suarez. I was Dude. shocked. $128 million for a transfer. Yeah. Dude, man. Liverpool to Barcelona. God. And he's, he's, oh, yeah, soccer is a different business. Y'all need to better. understand. Say that again. 
Soccer is a different business. It's it's world. It's the business of the world. Trash. We, we playing this, and he goes hey. to a better squad. For what I understand, with, 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 what they with, serious with, 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 with Messi and, and 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 all the guys that are playing this weekend, and he'll be he'll be playing serious. with. They're serious about the soccer. They don't believe in all this America. Cap this, <laughs> this NFL NBA with this cap hard cap MLB with the soft cap. They like look, we trying to win. Y'all figure that if y'all can't afford it, that's y'all fault. And you know, it's, 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 you mentioned that on Wednesdays, there's a cricket match every Wednesday evening. Uh, I don't know if they're still play, if, if, the, if the session is still going on out at uh, uh, Brown Park off of I-10 and McCarthy uh, down the street from from uh, 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 Fur High School. And those guys, I mean, I see them over at Rice and all sometime on the weekend. I see them over at uh, U of H sometime on the weekend. But that, they've actually got a league over there. And they tell me between that and soccer, on the other side of the pond, as they call it, it's a different world with them two sports. It, 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 that is more money being spent on a player. The two richest franchises in the world are soccer fans. And cricket is huge. Not Lakers. Cricket is huge internationally, and so much so that the worldwide leader realized it and started airing cricket matches on ESPN3. So it is huge. India has its own league. Oh, and you talk about competitive. Yes. And they have the problem that you used to see with Major League Baseball in terms of betting. They got people going to jail because they <laughs> so serious racketeering and no. charges of cheating and things like that. No question. Not. Uh, let me just. You know, we, we yeah. had a hell of a day today, Thank y'all. You very much. I was we, gonna we, say that. We had a hell of a day today. Well, I mean, we just dropped around and just dropped yeah, lugs all, all, all over the place. Be sure you tell your friends the one about I got with these. soccer that you show, yeah. show the love. We do got to talk about. Our cousins, our next door neighbors, with all the issues that some people are bringing up uh, uh, with people on the border, or whatever. But Mexico and Herrera uh, are looking at contract extensions, which to me is a no-brainer. Of what he's able to do in the World Cup. Yes, that should should be. It, a matter of fact, a a friendly is about to be scheduled before the summer's out. I think uh, at uh, in RG here. Stadium next in next month. Yep, uh, and it'll be packed. It'll be packed. Folks, it'll be packed. And, the, you know, the strange thing, we all look forward to our football on the weekend. So, dude, last year during I the asked, week, last, during the week now, on a, on a Wednesday. I got you. Last on week, I asked the question. I said, which American League franchise would go to Europe? All right. Yeah. We debated between basketball and football. Yeah. We'll leave that open. We'll revisit again. Was it Premiership? Bring a team over to U.S. before that. I can see that done, being done, and the only reason in, I say in, that in New York in what? Okay. So you talk about in the, the EPL <laughs> coming up. I I can see that. Done. I, I don't know if that makes a lot of sense. Both teams, are, both if you look at the four I, biggest I sports, all of them have pushing to globalize the sports. If you notice, you actually have a friendly uh, coming over with Liverpool. I think it is. Uh, playing a team in Houston uh, yeah. in the near future. So you've seen it. They've come over and they're right. s- selling 60,000-seat stadiums, 70,000 seats for just friendly oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. friendly games. 
And seeing it's and the reason I did the reason I, I, remember, I say that I know they're looking at it. All these franchises yeah. are looking at it. I'm interested to see who's going to be the first one to be able. To and play. I don't think they'll be afraid of doing it only because of the way they their schedule is, is set up. Well, the major problem that they have, as we talked about issues over there, I'll put this on the table, is you have the relegation, right, component. So the question is, is how they're going to do that? Which is fascinating. Explain that, folks who don't know what that is, Doctor. Relegation uh, from EPL is the fact that. Every year, the bottom four teams uh, that don't have or have the least points, I would say, leave the league and teams that play in their second tier division will come up. So if you're in the U.S., baseball is probably the best one to look at. You would look at Major League Baseball and those bottom four teams, or maybe you'd say the bottom team in each division or something like that, mm-hmm. would actually would lose their spot. Go to AAA. Before we go to AAA, and the, the best team in AAA will come up and take their place. And then every year you rotate out. So it brings even a more desperate measure. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You you do a, you will be doing a lot of horse trading a lot better. I'm gonna say it just like that because that, as Doc has mentioned beforehand, there is a lot of horse trading. A lot of things are getting done, and a lot of folks are losing their jobs and losing their positions now because of either because of the team got worse or the team got better. Coaches don't just don't keep their job quickly in the game of soccer and cricket. They may not even finish out. Well, they, a lot of team, a lot of coaches don't finish out the season in those two sports, but just because of that, they are serious. And uh, one, of, I heard one of the commentators I uh, mentioned about uh, uh, Jorgen. Uh, you know, him losing his job because of not, not winning. And he made a statement, and I, I've heard this from, from KG a lot. American press do not, does, does not go after these professional coaches on the same level as they do in other countries in certain sports. We, some we put on the pedestal and leave them there. Others we go just because of being antagonistic. And others, we just say, okay, he won't be here long, so why, you know, why do it? Why press him on? And in soccer and cricket, every game, every move gets gets questioned, and you either better be able to answer it, or you better be ready to fight. And I mean, literally, right there in, on the spot, because I've seen a lot of. That's because we put all the blame on the players. <laughs> Is that what it is? Is that what it is? You get all that. That sounds like you don't have to do all the politics. We, it's about the players here. It's about the players here. We cap they pay. But that's a whole other discussion we had. So I, let me stop showing my first Free market, Doc. Doc free, that's right. That's Doc right. Doc Kenyatta is all about the free market. Market. There you go. You know, if it's going to be the free market, be the free market. Hey, I might a- have my issues with the country I love. And I'll use the term African American. But at the end of the day, I'm American, That's and right. I believe in a capitalistic system. Hey. If I happen to be here, and it works for everybody <laughs> else, I only ask that it works for those that are involved in it. So I support day, yeah. that from I the professional you. level to the college mm-hmm. level. Pay the players. And pay the players. Yeah. Pay them their free market value. Oh, speaking of, and then I guess we'll probably be finishing up on this. Doc, How? when's the next uh, deal for for the uh, college players and all for as far as getting the information, not too much they, information, they but getting the 
that's a good question. They submitted a brief, and we do probably need to close out on on that part since I just gave my take on the college <laughs> level. The old Bannon, they had to send in their briefs. And um, interesting from the NCA, they use terminology in terms of student athletes. Uh, a lot. Amateurism. A lot. A they lot. used like 50 plus times. A lot. And the lady Because <laughs> somebody tweeted me about it. I already said, <laughs> Wilkins said, don't use, don't use that. Are we not going to use that terminology here? It doesn't matter to me. So um, the prosecutor, in terms of O'Bannon, said they just forfeited that case. They're admitting that they lost. So it'll be interesting over the next two, three weeks when you should have your findings to see which way the judge is going. But uh, the other part I will say that needs to be mentioned, too, is that uh, you can go to my Twitter and look at a link that I put up there in regards to the um, Florida State linebacker that played that was a um, ooh that escapes me now. Uh, he anyway he testified in, at Congress uh, in regards to the NCA. The president of the NCA actually had to give his comments, and it was it went pretty ugly in regards to uh, the Congress people and, and how they were fighting. Well, I shouldn't say fighting, but how they were pressed. Press this? Um, this came up <clears throat> two days ago. Came out. I think we can find that. We can string it out just a little bit longer. I want to mention the uh, match coming up that we referenced. It's going to be at the stadium August August 6th between AC Milan and Chivas Guadalajara. Uh, tickets are now on sale as we... Uh, Discuss this podcast. That's the place should be packed. Who is because it? of AC Milan and Chivas Guadalajara out of Mexico. Oh, so that oh. that should be a, a, a well attended. Is it, is it a weekend game or a game Wednesday? Of... It don't matter. Chivas and, and that's my point. About Mexico this, this, it don't matter. And that's what Doc means. A midday game, and you can't find a seat or a ticket. It'll be 8 p.m. Wednesday, August 6th. Tickets are on sale. Not many football games you can get in the middle of the week and still out. That radio promo I heard said a ticket price started at $35. The press I wouldn't doubt The press release I'm seeing now said it started at $40. So I'm not sure which is uh, correct. But you can go to but either way, that's a website lot. and uh, get more information about that. And um, trust me, it's going to be a huge crowd. There will be some fans there. And, and it's going to be very intense. And so you got you found out the information now, Doc. Yeah, I got you. It was my enrolled. Oh yeah, uh, road scholar, road scholar, and NCA president. Look like us. Yeah, road scholar. Yeah, he he testified in front of the congressional bench that we're looking at, and they questioned uh, Mark Emmett, NCA president, and they really took him to task. He, at the end of the day, he agreed with just about everything they said, and he tried to say that. They're making these changes, uh, but uh, Rockefeller uh, and a lot of them had issues with uh, President Mark Emmett, and they told him flat out. They said, if if you are president and you're only a president in terms of title to get paid, and you can't make any changes, he said, why do you have a job? I was like, ooh, ooh, now that's that's you know that's throwing it out there. That's throwing it out and there. They said big. they weren't finished. And uh, if he couldn't get it straight, they knew. 
he needed to know that they were going to make sure and bring him back to ask for some more questions. But yeah, Marola is a is a interesting story. Uh, he was a heck of a heck of a high school football player, heck of a player at Florida State defensive back. That's the kid that went overseas. To, uh, went to uh, Oxford. Uh, yes, Rose Scholar, my man. Yeah, <laughs> Rose Scholar. No, because I remember it, it, now that you all mentioned, I remember the sixty minutes deal on him. Yeah. Uh, okay. No, he, he he wasn't the fastest in the forty for the NFL, Brain, et cetera, et cetera. What I call it. So good size, height, and, but why isn't he in, in the NFL? Brain. Too small. Brains. I'm just wanting to say Brains. it. You said it. I'm just throwing Brains. it out there. Too smart. Brains. So, uh, he scares people. We're going to close out on that level. Talking about a road scholar that looks like us. And yeah, well, I, I said how can that. folks he find you people. on the, well, the fact he's a road scholar that looks like us, by definition, scares the people. So they're, like, I, like we said, final thing, you know, I got to put the next, they're not finished with NCAA's next big lawsuit. Scholarships. And the value of what those scholarships could be. How can folks find you on the Oh my goodness. Social media. I had to suck it suck wind now. I mean, my goodness. That's that's gonna be a that's gonna be a biggie. But you can find me, J L Woodley One. Twitter, tweet deck, Facebook. You can find me the College Sports Report, Blogspot, Blogger. And you too. Doc? Yes, you can follow, find me on the social media pl- platforms of Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Dr. Kenyatta Cavill, D-R-K-E-N-Y-A-T-T-A-C-A-V-I-L. You can also email me directly if you have questions. That's kcavill at thg-agency.com. Again, that's kcavill at thg-agency.com. And I am KG of the Houston Round Ball Review website, www.houstonroundballreview, as well as www.thehrr.com. On Instagram, Houston Round Ball Review. YouTube, Houston Round Ball Review. On Twitter, slightly different, a little bit older than the other uh, social media platforms for me. Twitter handle is the. HR review. Our podcasts have a page, a Facebook page. It's KG Fifth Word Wildcat and Doc. A Facebook podcast page. We're also you can listen to the podcast on iTunes. Listen to them on SoundCloud.com. Still looking for sponsors. Um, you can contact us as we've all said via Twitter, on social media, on the podcast page. If you're interested in the podcast. And sponsoring them and helping us grow, help you help you grow as well. Football season is approaching, and yeah. we will be talking football. Don't fret. Yeah, we, as you, as you listen to this podcast, we can talk. We talk more yeah. than basketball. And tooting our horns, our collective horns. I don't know too many podcasts, especially here locally. Heck, radio programs on air that have this that would discuss Rockets, LeBron, NBA, NCAA. World Cup, toss in some cricket, as well as an upcoming friendly here in H-Town. That's all and been in one podcast. Gentlemen, thank you very much for your insight and your intellect. Doc, once again, 
congratulations on the addition to the family. Yes, thank you. Doc. Yes. Thank, thank you. Uh, we can uh, listeners follow us on the uh, podcast Facebook page for more info on where we're gonna have our next podcast. We'll see how when that's going to be. Thank you for telling your friends about the podcast. Had one of my colleagues when I tweeted earlier today that uh, and he's a Cougar alum, so he's obviously a great person. I tweeted earlier that we were going to podcast this evening, and his reply was prepping popcorn. In other words, he's looking forward to our podcast. So thank him for listening, and he is a, a fan of the podcast. He is a supporter of what of three of us do so we're out there thank you for your support friends thank you for everything you're doing for us thank you for telling your friends about the, the uh, podcast gonna wrap it up as i always do you know what i say you know what i do listeners and if you're new to the podcast this will be for you in conclusion be true be cool and do more <laughs>